Social Zoom Factor, episode 12. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Well, hello there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. Today, we are going to talk about how the little guy or girl can compete with the big guys. So how can you compete if you own a small business, work in a small business, maybe you're kicking off a startup, or maybe you're just a small team in a large organization, and you want to really Zoom your business and Zoom your life, but you feel stuck because maybe you feel you don't have the same resources a lot of your competitors have. You may not have the same knowledge or skill. We're going to talk about today how you can leverage your agility and the fact that you're a bit smaller to Zoom your business and Zoom results. So let's get started. So for any of you out there who know me, you know that I spent over 15 years of my career in corporate America. And I work for primarily Fortune 50 brands. I work for a few startups along the way as well, which was an absolute blast. I was basically a corporatepreneur. I was always given the projects that nobody else wanted to take on because it was too much risk and too much demand and usually a pet project of the CEO or COO to see if we could enter a new market. Something fun, daring, risky. If it had those traits on it, I was usually raising my hand and saying, if it's got opportunity, let's go make this happen. And so from the first days of my career, and I remember helping GE, I was at GE Capital, launch a first ever internet delivered service for the mortgage and insurance industry. I love taking on those projects that lack the budget, lack the resource, or anything close to a plan of what needed to happen. And back in those days, I mean, the internet was just launching. And I remember taking a service that our clients usually had to wait up to a week to two weeks to get a result. And we were able to deliver an almost instantaneous answer on the service that they needed because of the new technology and internet and everything that was happening real time. In my DNA, I am a builder and building businesses and building people is what makes my heart pump in both business and life. And so starting something from nothing is honestly what I love to do. And I know that many of you out there can relate to this. And I truly believe that it only takes a seed and a lot of passion and determination to make our dreams and our goals come to full fruition. And I've found myself working on projects that had huge goals and expectations of overnight multi-million dollar revenue goals with little to no resource to get it done. And I know that many of you feel the same way. And oftentimes that's where we are as corporatepreneurs or entrepreneurs. We, we believe it only takes a seed. And so as we have this conversation today, I want you to really be thinking about that. And remember, it only takes a seed. And the things that I'm going to share with you, the tips that I'm going to provide, you can leverage and utilize them 
regardless of the size of your organization, regardless of the size of your team that you may have at this point, you need to dream big. You need to plan small and tactical, but be working toward a larger vision. And I learned very early on in my career to leverage the benefits of starting with a small team. And while other teams were arguing about where they were going and who was on first, when you have a small team, we were launching and building, you know, 800 person business units in less than 12 months. And I'm not joking or exaggerating. And I have numerous stories that seem almost unbelievable when you look back and see what we were able to accomplish with such a small team. And many startups and small business leaders tend to get intimidated in a competitive marketplace. We often see entrepreneurs and small business owners come to us for help and they start off ready to rock their idea and their business. However, when they find out that there are 5, 10, 20, or even more people who had the same idea, they get frustrated and they want to give up. So yes, the chance that any business is at some point going to have competition is 100%. Should your product and service be unique? Of course. So I'm not stating that differentiation doesn't matter. But the purpose of this conversation today is really to inspire you to dream big, to play hard, and to win. So how does a small business compete in a big business world? Small business leaders must know what levers they can pull to ignite their success fast. So today we are going to talk about 10 levers that you can leverage in your business to zoom results regardless of your size. And we're going to specifically focus on the smaller business, the agile teams. Many of these can be done in a relatively short period of time for those who have a baseline and foundational business and marketing experience. Some of these things you can literally start implementing today. All right, your very first lever is your personal brand. And this is an easy one if you do it right. Bottom line, you are your brand when you are first launching a business. It's you. It's all about you. You don't have a logo yet. You don't barely have a plan probably. You don't have a team. You don't have resources. What else do you got? You got yourself. So it is about relationships and how you are positioned in the market already that is going to help you quickly enter with success or not. And particularly if you do not have a lot of cash on hand to make any of this happen. Leverage your personal brand early to connect with your target market, your strategic partners, the companies that you want to reach out and connect with and partner with, your broader community, both online and offline, and any key stakeholders that you have. And so this goes for you corporatepreneurs too. You need to be networking inside your organization. So think ecosystem, think internal and think external. Who do you want on your team? Who do you want to join you for this journey you're headed on? And you better start leveraging those personal relationships to ignite that opportunity that you have in front of you because you are so much more powerful doing this as a team than you are going to be doing it all by yourself. You got to get out of your little box. And so if you're planning to launch, let's say you're planning to launch in six months or even a year from now, do not wait until a month before you launch 
to set up your LinkedIn profile, to set up your Twitter profile, to set up your personal brand strategy. Who are you? What are you? What what does your brand, what do you want your brand to say about you personally, not just your company? You need to be planning this as soon, if not earlier than you're even launching your own business because it is you that are launching your project or your business, whatever it may be. And I have a couple of really good resources for you to check out for this. I just did a podcast on personal branding and I encourage you to take a listen to that. And it was just a couple episodes ago and included. I also have a personal branding white paper that basically includes 10 reasons why personal branding is a requirement, not an option. And it talks in detail why you need to be focusing on your personal brand and some tips and strategies along the way. And you can get that at socialzoomfactor.com slash personal brand. And then I also have a brand new white paper that is focused on your digital body language and the importance of what it is and how you are interacting online. And it includes 105 factors that are impacting your personal and business brand today online, whether you like it or not. And you can download that by going to socialzoomfactor.com slash digital me. The second lever is passion. And we all know that passion can ignite emotion and results. Small business leaders have the advantage that they probably started their business because of a passion or an enormous opportunity that they saw in the market that is not currently being solved for, or at least they don't think it is. So regardless, whatever it may be, the chances are high. There is something about the opportunity and business model that is exciting them. It's driving them. It's it's providing passion that's igniting the 24-hour work days that they're working or the you know effort that they're putting into this thing that they're building. So tapping into passion is truly key to staying motivated. And this is a huge lever that you can use when you're dealing and competing against these some of these big competitors because where larger brands are filled with executives that may be burnt out, they may have entire teams that are burnt out. Most small businesses are filled with founders and teams who have their heads and their hearts ready to just burst with this passion and excitement. And I do a ton of public speaking and training and workshops across the globe and There is not a presentation that I give that I am not told immediately after I am done with the presentation, usually before I even get off stage, people coming up to me and just telling me how they felt my passion exude from the stage. And it's not something that I plan. It's not like I try to fake it, but I let it shine. So I say, let your passion shine and let it ignite you and all of those around you and all of those who come in contact with you so that they want to be inspired to join your journey and to to get on board with wherever it is you're going. Don't hide it because people are going to be organically attracted to you because of your passion. It works. Let your passion energize you and let it energize the people around you. And 
remember the reasons that you started your business. Even if you've been trying to make your business work for a year, two years, three years or longer, and I know some of you are out there and you don't want to give up on your dream, do not give up. And remember the reasons that you started your business. What are the reasons that you do what you do? When the going gets tough, focus on the passion and the reasons why. Don't focus on the bits and the bites and the blog posts and the gadgets and the tweets and the pens and all of the things that we need to figure out how to get these things to work. Instead, focus on your passion, your place in life and in business and dig deep into your heart of what got you there to begin with and quit asking yourself, how are you going to get it all done? And start asking yourself, why am I going to get this done? And roll it up about 10 levels to the why are you doing this in the first place? If you have a partner, you have a co-founder, you both need to push this lever together. And if you're feeling stuck, you need to just reignite your passions and then go into a planning session again. Don't go walk into that plan B planning meeting just feeling down in the dumps, you know, thinking we stink, we can't do this, you know, this market stinks and we have too many competitors. No, go back to the positives, go up back to the things that ignited you and inspired you to get this fire started in the first place. As I always say, the heartbeat of business and social is you and me. And if we don't take time to nurture that heartbeat, it begins to lose its purpose and its meaning. So take time to live, take time to breathe, take time to nurture your own passion and your own heartbeat so that you can do the same for others. You need to slow down to speed up and let life and business come to you instead of always chasing it as fast as you can. The third lever is agility, and this is one of my absolute favorites as well. Whether you are a startup or you're a small team within a larger organization, you can leverage that small size to start and to stay agile. Small businesses do not have the red tape of big business. They can see that they're headed in a wrong direction and they're able to make a quicker pivot. They can make a quicker turn without such a negative impact much more quickly than a large brand can do. And so think about a large organization. They make a decision from the top down, okay, that says, all right, we are going to go develop this product, this service, whatever it may be. We're entering this market. Imagine how many meetings that takes. And if you've worked in corporate or you work in corporate, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you've never been in a large corporation, I'll tell you, it takes a lot of planning. Even if everybody on the team knows as they start that project, wow, I don't think we're headed in the right direction. You think they can turn that ship around really fast? No, it's going to take a lot to turn that ship around. As a small team, you need to tap into the benefits of agility in the areas of market research, of innovation, of execution of your marketing and your business activities, and the leverage of new and social media for starters, because you can test the waters on these things. You can test the social web and see how things are working. You can test in some areas of innovation to see how these new things are going to work for you. And let agility be the turbo fuel that helps you differentiate, that helps you make quick but yet well thought out decisions and develop processes that reward 
quick decision making. Ignite an organization that is going to reward that fast decision making. Fail fast. If it doesn't work, pivot and go on to plan B. But think of agility in a positive way. My personal goal for the businesses that we run is always to be at least 18 months ahead of our competition. I'm working now on things that are way ahead of our market. I know a lot of our competitors are not even thinking about those things yet. We're already preparing to launch those things in the next 18 to 24 months. The only reason I can do that is because we are a small team. We are very agile. Number four is innovation. Because we have the passion that we've already talked about, because we know we can be more agile as a smaller team, we have a perfect mix to better innovate. It doesn't require an intense board meeting for us to kick off an idea for further research. We can simply plan it, do some research on it, and just do it. So innovate quick and smart. Don't sit on them for a year's time and say shoulda, woulda, coulda. Leverage your agility to truly innovate faster than your competition. Create an environment and processes where employees are encouraged to innovate and inspire them to find new and better ways to do things. The fifth lever is service. And small business can really have an immediate leg up on competition also with service. So leverage your personal brand, leverage your personal relationships, and that human touch to help make all of your customers and your community and your stakeholders and your partners feel special. Be sure to set proper expectations and always under promise and over deliver. Don't be pushed into quick timeframes for deliverables that you know you can't meet just to close a deal. Be nimble and do what needs to be done regarding service. Leverage your agility to make quick decisions when service decisions need to be made. And while the big brands are still meeting to decide what to do, you can be ready to start working with that client or have already started and be delivering on the project. We have seen this happen time and time again with our agency, The Marketing Nuts. The sixth lever is the riches are in the niches. And this is an amazing lever for any small business or team to really focus in on. Small businesses need to focus on niche markets so you can go to market with success deep, early, and fast. So you can always expand later, but you want to focus in on one or two markets that you can attack and seriously go after them. So while the big guys or girls are figuring out who is on first, you can have already made a quick and early home run. And I have seen this happen time and time again with ourselves and with many of our clients. So whenever we kick off a new client engagement and they're answer to the question when we say, okay, Mr. Customer, who is your target customer? And their answer back to our team is everybody's my customer. We have something for everybody, for the moms, the grandmas, the granddads, whatever it may be. When we hear the answer, everyone's our target customer, we know we have some training to do. Because sorry, folks, but everyone is not your target audience. You must focus. You need to go back and rethink who you are, who is your audience, and who are you serving. You must focus or you are not going to be successful. Know what keeps them up at night. What problems do they have that you can help them with? How can you add value to their business and to their life? And how are you going to help them in a way that the big guys can't? How can you 
leverage the advantage you have of digging into a niche market where you can be successful and know that ideal customer in that market better than any of your competitors can. I have a ton of resources in this area and I want you to go download. We have an audience analysis worksheet that is based on the post Forrester methodology, Forrester research. And it basically is a framework that will help you put together strategy focused on your audience. And it is an audience analysis worksheet that helps you prioritize your audiences by thinking and understanding who they are, what they need, what are their objectives, and then what are the objectives that you have for them. Just go to socialzoomfactor.com slash audience and download that worksheet and it'll help you get started on this today. But my friends, the riches are in the niches and the more you know the niches, the better success you are going to have. Number seven, lever is plan for scalability now and save time later prioritize your investments based upon your goals and objectives and invest where you need to so that you can stay and remain competitive continuously having to upgrade is going to cost you money in the long run and implementing for growth now will save you time money and headache later down the road. So believe in yourself and believe in your vision that you will achieve your goals. What seems like a shortcut or a cost savings now could actually really bite you in the behind later down the road. And I've seen so many small businesses do this to where they never truly invest in their business or their business model because they're afraid of failing. And so they have this hodgepodge of online platform or solution that they've put together that is barely limping it through. And they come to us after they've had this for two or three years and we look at it and we think, Uh, There's no wonder that you haven't had any business come your way. You know, your website's broken. You have no brand. You have no infrastructure for which to build your business and invest in the areas of where you know that you need a solid foundation and where you need to scale. And the eighth lever is slow down to speed up. Bottom line, all of this means nothing without a plan, without objectives, and without goals. So you must take the time to slow down so you can zoom fast. This is where you can kick the big fish out of the water. Take time to plan and to set goals because you can do this a lot quicker than a lot of the big boys can. Research your market and kick some behind. Putting yourself and your business on the turbo track to market before you even have a product, know your audience, or have built your brand architecture is only going to set you up for failure, not success. So it's not always about just getting to market before you have any of the foundation. You only have one chance to make a first, second, and third impression. So the details matter and how you enter the market matters even more. However, on the flip side, don't overanalyze and fall into analysis paralysis. You need to embrace imperfect perfection and just know sometimes really good is good enough. And lever number nine is using your agility and your innovation to launch your social media program proactively. Don't wait until the last minute to launch your social media campaign. I am absolutely shocked. This is one of those things that truly shocks me every day at the number of startups, small business, and even enterprise organizations that absolutely should know better that are waiting until the last minute to launch their social media campaign. How do we identify these people, folks? 
this is pretty easy. I have over 200,000 people that follow me on Twitter. So there is not a day of the week that I don't wake up with somebody tweeting me saying, hey, Pam, can you please check out our new startup? Hey, Pam, can you please tweet this video? Hey, Pam, we want to get this video to go viral. Hey, Pam, can you please share our new app? Will you please download our app? Want to know what I think when I see those? Pound fail. Hashtag fail. Because if you are coming to me or anybody begging after you've already launched or at the day of launch for your support to help you launch your business, you have already failed in my book at launching your campaign. If you want to work with me, you can hire our agency. If you want me to help you build an influencer program, you can work with us. And we would be glad to help you do that. If you want to build a relationship with me, if you want to partner with me, Come talk to me now before you launch your product. Don't wait until you launch. And this is combined also with number 10 lever, which is the influencer program. Okay, so these go together. Your social media campaign needs to be inclusive of an influencer program. Who are the people that you want to join your journey? Where are you going? What's the adventure that I can go on by partnering with you? How can we work together? How can we go attack new markets together? How can we do something different for our target markets together that is bigger than any one of us can do individually? Those are the types of things you need to be thinking with social. It's so much bigger than just getting on Facebook, getting on Twitter, and spamming people. If your social media plan consists of you hopping on Twitter, setting up your pretty profile avatar photo, and planning to start tweeting a week before you launch or even a month before you launch, you know what? You have already failed before you've left the station, okay? You have got to get these things under control. And from a mobile perspective, it's so very important to make sure that you are integrating mobile into the DNA of everything that you are doing. 90% of people have their smartphone within arm's reach 100% of the time. Think about that. That means it's always within arm's reach, whether they're in bed, whether they're in the private room we're not going to talk about, whether they're going to work, whether they're in their car, all of those places, they have their mobile device with them. And your website, your blog, your social platforms better look good and they better function well on that mobile device. So you need to be thinking integration with everything you're doing. Social media is not a bolt-on band-aid to fix your broken marketing plan or your broken business strategy. It is something that needs to be integrated from day one. You need to be thinking about mobile from day one. You need to be thinking about content and relevancy and how are you going to build relationships that can ignite your business, ignite a community. You need to, bottom line, stomp random acts of marketing. And you can download a white paper we have available at socialzoomfactor.com slash no rams. And it includes 10 tips to stomp random acts of marketing. I also have a recent podcast that I did on this topic that you can also download. But be thinking stomping rams and be thinking integration. How can you integrate? How can you integrate internally with everything you're doing? And how can you integrate externally? 
build an influencer program, which is the 10th lever, which is going to help you ignite community. Look for influencers who already have passion that we talked about. They have a passion for the industry and the market niche that you want to serve. So don't just go for influencers who have a ton of followers and who may have really high influence scores. You want to do the double click and make sure that they are the right influencer for you because a lot of those numbers can be gamed. And we help a lot of our clients put influencer programs together. We help them identify and select, you know, the right influencers and the right communities to tap into. And it's all about the OPC. Yes, it's different than OPP, you know me, but it's OPC equals other people's content and other people's community. And that's really what social is all about. It's what influencer programs are all about, but you need to do it strategically. You need to do it tactfully. You need to do it with etiquette. And if you don't know what you're doing in this space, it can honestly hurt you more than it will help you. So if you don't know what to do, get some help, contact us, contact an agency, a consultant, anybody who knows more than what you know, who can help you do these things right. Because you want to make sure you are entering the market in a positive way. Because remember, you only have one opportunity to make that first, second, and third brand impression. Every impression counts. And it takes between six and seven brand impressions before anybody is going to remember your brand. So make every single one of them count as much as it can to Zoom your business and Zoom your life. So I hope today that I have given you some strategies and some tips that you can implement right away to Zoom your business. I encourage you to check out the resources that I mentioned and also stay tuned because we will have tons of resources. We are launching out an entire online university which will have do-it-yourself and self-paced modules that are going to help you build your brand, build your business, and build your social infrastructure that's going to help you build a platform that's going to enable you to launch and Zoom your business and your life. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you have a wonderful week ahead. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor.